FURP THE FISH Many years ago, decades before you were born, there stood a long-forgotten seaside town with a rickety old pier that stretched out into the sea. At the end of the pier was a fair run by grumpy old folk with weather-beaten faces and battered hats and coats. It wasn't a fair fair. Locals called it the unfair fair, because at this fair, nobody ever won anything. It was impossible to knock the coconut off its post, or boot the football through the hole, or hook the duck and win a goldfish. That is, until the day our story begins. I got one! exclaimed a boy, bouncing up and down in his battered shoes. His name was Leo, and he had never been so excited in all his little life. Behind the stall, the lizard of a man spat out his cigarette. You are... A hooked a duck! Indeed, Leo had. On the end of the fishing rod was a battered toy duck. You cheated, snarled the stall holder. No, I didn't, protested Leo. I was just lucky, and I am never, ever lucky. Little did he know how unlucky he was about to become. The man grumbled and grunted. It was clear no one had ever managed to hook one of his ducks before. Sorry, sir, but do I win a prize? Asked Leo with a hopeful smile. It was met with a sinister grin. The old man sniggered to himself <laughs> as he reached under the counter. With some difficulty, he lifted up a goldfish. Now, I know what you're thinking. How could a goldfish be one of the world's worst pets? Well, this was no ordinary goldfish. This was the biggest goldfish that ever lived. The goldfish was so large that it seemed bigger than the bowl in which it was swimming. A goldfish is normally tiny, but this goldfish was enormous. Leo peered through the glass and smiled at his new pet. The creature had bulging eyes and big, sharp teeth. It opened its angry mouth wide and began chomping at the glass. It was as if it wanted to eat the boy. Make sure you feed it. <laughs> Chuckled the man. It looks like I'll have to. This fish gets very, very hungry. What does it eat? Everything. <laughs> Leo wasn't sure why this was funny. Does it have a name? Furp. Furp? That's a weird name for a fish. Weird name for anything. Why is it called Furp? Oh, you'll see and hear and smell, replied the man with another snigger. <laughs> Thank you, I think, replied Leo as he stumbled off, carrying the bowl. The water sploshed around with Furp leaping out of the bowl as it chomped at the air. Leo! No! What did you bring that great ugly thing back for? Thundered his aunt, Beatty. Beatty ran a guest house at the seaside. Beatty's bed and breakfast. Breakfast not included. Not that anyone stayed at Beatty's bed and breakfast. Beatty was a dragon of a lady who breathed fire on her guests. Now the only guest was her unlucky nephew, 
Oh, and Beatty's fearsome cat, Curdle. More of her later. Poor Leo endured the grave misfortune of being packed off to stay with his appalling aunt every single summer. Sorry, Aunt Beatty. I won it at the fair, replied Leo, proudly holding up the bowl. I guess I was lucky. <laughs> the lady pressed her hooter up against the glass, smearing it with grease. Ferb chomped at it from the other side. Unlucky by the look of it, she replied, banging the glass. What on earth is it? It's a goldfish. This great brute. Ferb is special. Ferb? She thundered. Yes, its name is Ferb. Stupid name for a fish. I'll flash it down a bug, she said, snatching it away. No. Ferb must have understood because it leapt out of its bowl and went to chomp Beatty's nose. <coughs> it couldn't reach, so plunged back into the bowl. Well, what if Curdle gobbles down your fish? Sort of unlucky thing that happens to you. I don't want you bowling your eyes out, spraying your tears all over my nice carpet. Curdle! Aunt Beatty's fearsome cat, Curdle, snaked out of the shadows. It leapt up onto its mistress's shoulder. My little furry angel, she said, as she tickled the sinister creature under its chin. Look what we have here, Curdle. Your dindins. The cat's eyes widened as it stared through the glass, bared its fangs and licked its lips. Ferb can stay down in the cellar with me and I will keep the door shut to keep Curdle out. The cat reached out its paw and swiped at the bowl, its razor-sharp claws clinking against the glass. From the other side of the glass, Ferb opened its mouth wide, baring its fangs. In fear, the cat leapt up onto Aunt Beatty's head. Curdle's paw scrabbled for footing on the lady's eyebrows, hissed the cat. Get that evil beast out of my sight, bawled Aunt Beatty. How dare it terrify my darling little Curdle, she added, thrusting the bowl back at the boy. Sorry, Aunt Beatty. Leo ran down the stairs to the tiny basement in the depths of the guesthouse. It was by far the worst room in the place. Such was his luck. Immediately, he shut the door so the cat couldn't get in. He set the bowl down on a table. Then he dipped his finger into the water to give his pet a stroke. Here, Furpy! Here, Fishy! Instantly, the creature bit into it. <coughs> Screamed Leo. Furp wouldn't let go. Instead, the creature dug its sharp teeth deeper and deeper into Leo's finger. The man on the end of the pier was right. This was one hungry fish. Screamed Leo again. Not that it did much good. He raced around the cellar, flapping his hand wildly, trying to shake the thing off. However, the more Leo shook, the deeper fur bit. Leo bounced up and down on the bed. Still, the fish wouldn't let go. Next, he stood upside down in the wardrobe. Still, the fish wouldn't let go. Finally, he performed a cartwheel across the floor. Still, the fish wouldn't let go. Leo needed to find some food and fast. With a whopper still attached to his finger, he rushed out of the cellar. In a panic, 
he left the door wide open. Oops. The boy raced up the steep flight of stairs to the kitchen. What do goldfish eat, he thought, as he swung open the fridge door. Plankton? Well, there weren't any. Tadpoles? No, not one. Algae? It was something green and slimy, growing up the back of the fridge. But Leo was pretty sure that was just mould. But before Leo's eyes had scoured all the shelves, the fish flapped off his finger and plunged itself into a bowl of trifle. Trifle was Aunt Beatty's favourite. She would eat a whole one for breakfast. The fish flapped around in the glass bowl. Now, at least twice the size it had been before. Its tummy was as big and round as a football. Hardly surprising, as it had a whole trifle inside it. Then it let out the most tremendous noise. It sounded like someone blowing into a tuba. Someone who had absolutely no ability to play it. At once, Leo realised he was witnessing the rarest of all phenomena. The furp. The furp is when someone or something farts and burps at precisely the same time. Leo thought the furp was the stuff of legend, an ancient myth, a playground fable. But no, furps were real. No wonder furp was called furp. Furp was a furper. If the sound was unpleasant, the smell was appalling. Leo began to choke and his eyes streamed. The wallpaper in Beatty's bed and breakfast even began peeling off the walls. Leo thought he was going to pass out. He lifted the bowl and raced back down to the cellar. It was only then that he realised he'd left the door wide open. Oh no. Leo scoured the room for Aunt Beatty's terrifying pet, but couldn't see it anywhere. Cuddle! Cuddle! He called out, but there was no reply. Not even the faintest meow. So Leo slammed the door and poured his fish back into its fishbowl. As it fell through the air, furp furped again. The fish furped with such furptastic force that it shot into its bowl like a rocket. Leo looked down at his troublesome pet. It was gazing up at him with its mouth wide open, ready to pounce. Went the fish, snapping its jaws together. The chomping could mean only one thing. Furp needed feeding again. Furp! You just ate a whole trifle! exclaimed Leo. <coughs> came the reply. But I haven't got any more food! Furp looked over to the biscuit tin on the shelf. During the summer, Leo lived off the tins of biscuits his parents sent him. Sorry, Furp. I scoffed all the biscuits last week. <coughs> it chomped again. But hold on a moment. He raced over to his bed. <laughs> I'm a messy eater. You might just be in luck. Leo whipped off the bed cover to reveal a layer of biscuit crumbs on the mattress. There were so many crumbs that he could make a whole new biscuit. He wet his finger before picking up crumb after crumb. Next, he squeezed the crumbs all together in his sweaty palm, calling out, Your after-dinner snack is coming right up, Furp! 
However, behind him, he heard a deafening. <coughs> Leo spun round. He rushed over to the bowl, expecting to see that the fish had been gobbled up by the cat. But when Leo peered down into the water, he realized the opposite had happened. Furp coughed up a furball, a ginger furball. <laughs> then the fish did something Leo had never seen a fish do before. It smiled. Not a nice smile either, a sinister smile. Leo gulped in horror. This was no ordinary goldfish. This was a monster. What on earth would he tell his Aunt Beatty? First, her trifle had been eaten. Now, her cat. With the animal in its tummy, the fish was now far too big for the bowl. Only its head was stuck in it, and its bottom furped right in Leo's direction. <coughs> in desperation, he raced up five flights of stairs, carrying the bowl. Up there was the guest house's one and only bath. Leo raced in and spun the taps to fill the bath as quickly as he could. As soon as there was enough water, he emptied his troublesome pet into its new home. The giant goldfish seemed happy for a moment as it splashed around. The beast leapt in and out of the water as if putting on a show. But then... It scoffed Beatty's bar of soap. Then the fish began frothing at the mouth went firm as bubbles sprayed from both ends of the beast. Soon the entire bathroom was a bubble riot. Oh no! cried Leo. What's all that noise? demanded a voice from downstairs. Just running your bath on, Beatty! <coughs> oh no! 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 The monster needed feeding again. Leo raced out of the bathroom and back down the stairs. He desperately needed to find something else for his hungry pet to eat. However, halfway down, he bumped straight into Aunt Beatty. <coughs> she yelled. Sorry, Aunt Beatty! Her face glowed puce with fury. It clashed with her matching maroon dressing gown and fluffy slippers. You stupid oaf! Look where you're going! Sorry! And stop saying sorry! Sorry! Oops! Oh, sorry! Oh. Said Leo, getting all in a tiz. Have you seen Cardle recently? Not that recently, replied Leo, only half-fibbing. I can't find my darling anywhere. I will keep my eyes peeled. Gotta go! With that, he raced back down into the kitchen. But as soon as he opened the larder door in search of food, a terrible thought flashed across his mind. Aunt Beatty was about to have... Her bath. No! Cried Leo, dashing out of the kitchen and hurling himself back up the stairs. Oh, Beatty! Stop! She was standing in the bathroom doorway. How dare you! I always take my bath first. You can use my cold and dirty bath water after. She thundered, slamming the bathroom door in his face. Please, open up! Begged Leo as he pounded his fists on the door. Bog off! Whatever you do, don't get in there! But before Leo could say bath, there was a scream. <coughs> then he heard water being hurled about. 
Leo launched his body at the bathroom door, smashing it off its hinges. The door fell to the floor with a thud. Leo cried out, Oh, Beatty! But he was too late. There was no sign of her, just a pair of fluffy slippers floating in the bath. A deep rumbling sound came from under the water as the goldfish's fin skimmed the surface like a shark's. Well, I suppose it might be nice to see Curdle again at least, Aunt Beatty, said Leo, trying to sound upbeat. You did love that cat. Still no response. Now Leo had the problem of what on earth to do with a goldfish the size of a double-decker bus. Because it had eaten a whole trifle, a cat and an auntie, his pet was now bigger than the bath. It would be impossible to lift it. Fortunately, Leo had a bright idea. The fish could swim away into the sea. So the boy ran around the guesthouse, putting the plug in every sink and turning on every tap. Beatty's bed and breakfast began filling up with water. The water rose and rose and rose. Soon the guesthouse resembled a sunken ship. The water level reached the bar, so Fur could easily swim out. Leo took this as his cue. He dived in and began swimming underwater down to the front door. He glanced behind to see his giant pet snapping at his heels. If he could just avoid being eaten, this could work a treat. Leo pulled the front door open. The wall of water surged out. The water sloshed down the road like a tidal wave. It swept Leo and Furp along the seafront. All along the way, the giant goldfish opened its jaws wide and gobbled things whole. A post box, a police car, even an ice cream van. Furp burp so loudly, the entire seaside town shook. The wave swept Furp, now bigger than an airship, along the seafront towards the pier. Furp gobbled up the candy floss machine and all the candy floss in it. Next, Furp gobbled up all the gallopers on the carousel. Then the beast ate the entire big wheel. Now Furp was the size of a whale. As the water washed away onto the beach, the fish finally came to a grinding halt at the very end of the pier. The rotten wooden boards creaked under its weight. Furp was now so humongous that it cast a long, dark shadow over the man at his hook-a-duck stall. Sorry! exclaimed Leo. No! I'm not taking that thing back! barked the man. I warned you it was hungry! But before Leo could reply, the goldfish gobbled up the plastic ducks and the entire stall before devouring the man! <laughs> furp let out its loudest furp yet. This firm was so thunderous that the entire pier began to shake. The boards began buckling under the weight of the creature. The pier began collapsing into the sea, taking firm with it. Leo scrambled for his life. The boy just managed to hold onto the top of the helter-skelter 
as it plunged below the waves. The goldfish then began circling the helter-skelter as it sank further below the surface. Leo felt that the end was near. He pleaded with the beast to spare his life. Please, Ferb! I'll buy fish food next time! I promise! His pet powered through the water towards him, its mouth wide open to swallow him whole. Leo shut his eyes tightly, ready to be eaten. Leo didn't feel a thing. He opened his eyes to see if he was still alive. To his shock, he was. To his even greater shock, a giant octopus had reared out of the waves. It was ten times the size of fur. What's more, it was shoving the goldfish into its mouth with its eight arms. Then he heard a sound even stranger than a fur. It was a snort. A sneeze, a burp, and a fart all at once. That was the sound the giant octopus was making. Now Furp was no more. It was in the belly of the giant octopus, which, having captured its prey, disappeared into the depths of the ocean. Well, that was a stroke of luck, remarked Leo. Indeed, it was. <laughs>